That was awkward. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from the Front Desk. Got Maggie and Nickel and Dimes over there on the dresser doing whatever Dime does. In case you couldn't tell, I've had a couple tonight. And uh, last time I had a couple, we had Meredith here. Tonight, we got Maggie. Say hi, Maggie. Hi. Yay. Anyway, all right. We're going to read some stories tonight. Cats will be in and out, whatever. We're just going with the flow. It's Halloween night. I thought about doing some Halloween stories, but I couldn't find anything that, like, was funny. So, and I don't want to do, like, spooky stories tonight. So, we're sticking with Tales from the Front Desk, and uh, we'll see if we can get Meggie to read a story, too. Declined card? Let me speak to your manager. I once had a customer's credit card decline when we went to charge it for his reservation once. Our policy at the time was to send an email to the customer informing them that they needed to provide a valid card in order to keep the reservation. Apparently, this guy was giving a presentation at work when the email came through and the notification with the subject line, Your upcoming stay, declined credit card, flashed on his screen in the middle of said presentation. That's the wrong key. He was so irate he called and wanted to know who sent the email. I thought I was going to get in trouble for just doing my job, but thankfully I wasn't. They did, however, give him a discount on his entire stay and a free breakfast. Oh, and the declined credit card? It was an expired card he had left on his profile when he booked the reservation and hadn't bothered to swap it out. That's why it declined. I had no way of knowing that, though, until he yelled about it on the phone. Gonna be honest, I don't think we should have had to eat the cost for that one. How about you make sure you're using a valid credit card when making reservations in the future? Just a thought. Yeah, I mean, most people with half a brain cell know that that's an automated response. Uh, they know the guy standing behind the desk or the growl, girl, person, they, them, standing behind the desk doesn't send the actual email. That's like an automated thing. If you got a card that's effed up, saved on your account, that's your fault. And if you have your emails showing while you're doing a presentation on like some projector or something, that's also your fault. Learn, people. Learn. Guest threatens his company's business because I'm trying to cheat him, allegedly. We have several work crews that stay with us throughout the year on a consistent basis, and some have their form and pay. Others are booked through Central with a corporate CC, credit card. And some are DB, oh my god, debit? And some pay themselves for future reimbursement. It really is all over the place. We have had this crew stay with us for several months, and they checked out a week or so ago. During that time, I became familiar with them, and they have several crews. We weren't friendly, per se, but I recognized most by sight. One of the workers came back a few nights ago around 12.30 a.m. and wanted to rent a room for the night. I started the process, and when we got to the rate, he acted completely surprised. He wanted me to give him the DB rate from his company. What the frick is a DB rate? Any idea? DB. I don't know. I explained those are negotiated rates between our company and his, and those aren't rates we can give outside of that context. This particular guest was one I dealt with more than others because he was the one that checked in for his group, and if they had any concerns, they went through him. He has a Mexican passport, and as far as I can tell, speaks adequate English, 
Whereas, again, as far as I can tell, his group does not. He was also a little tipsy that night and had a woman with him who I've never seen. And when I said I can't give him that rate, I can offer a small discount with one of our normal discounted rates. His English skills evaporated. <laughs> he clearly understood what I said because he referenced the rate of his DB stay, but was speaking to me in Spanish, even though we never spoke in Spanish before. He has his arms outstretched while leaning back, going on in Spanish, and I told him I do have rooms available for our normal weekend rates. He's not on business, so I can't give him the DB rate. The hell is a DB rate? Doing business rate? We went back and forth for a bit, then he started speaking English again and said he is on company business. I said then your office would make a reservation as usual with the DB billing set up for me to charge. I can't do that for a walk-in because it has to go through his company. Our rates go up on the weekend, so even with the discount I offered him, the difference was substantial. He kept saying, yes, yes you can. I saw you doing it before. I said that's because it was set up as a DB directly from his company. After a bit more of that, he said, okay, I'll find another hotel with a cheaper rate. And when I do, I will make sure we stay there for a better deal. Unless you give me my company rate now. I said, I can't do that, sir. I offered you a discounted rate. That is what I can offer. Unless your company makes you a reservation for tonight. I knew that wasn't going to happen because those reservations are not made for a single person well after midnight. He knows our whole FD crew. What the hell? What is he knew <laughs> Thanks, Maggie. He knows our whole front desk crew, so began dropping managers' names, asking when they'll be in. And I said, when they'll be in. Anything else? He stared at me for a few seconds and said, You can't talk to me that way. You're not a manager. I'm a manager, not you. I didn't respond to that and said, I quoted you a rate. If that's acceptable to you, fine. If not, fine. But you can't hang out in the lobby indefinitely. He took his credentials and left. I wrote a report for my GM and his company is going to be contacted for this behavior. Sometimes I feel bad about writing these reports, but not this time. Yeah, there's no reason to feel bad. This guy was definitely trying to work an angle. I'm not saying I've never tried to work that angle before, uh, but when you're told the first time no, then the answer is no. They're not going to back down because they're not allowed to. Most night auditors and everybody else only has so much discretion when it comes to rates they can charge. So there's that. All right, let's see if we can get Maggie to read a story. A cautionary tale for all new front desk agents. An old... Os? Once? I don't know. Long. Mods, feel free to remove if this doesn't necessarily count as a tale, but I think it should. I started front desk at a hotel in February of 2021. A short eight months later, I was promoted to operations manager at the hotel across the parking lot, both owned by the same company. So here I was, a fresh and green front desk agent... I used to do deliveries, and I hurt my back really bad in 2020. Once I was about to get back and going, the pandemic started. So I was out of work and unable to work for almost an entire year. Working front desk at a hotel was the only job I could find that wasn't manual labor. I had no idea what to expect, and I was just rolling with it. We had 110 rooms, and the majority of them were long-term stays. Mostly nursing, but a few others as well. I got along with everyone, and soon became friends with the regulars. One of the regulars we'll call Jay. Jay is an 80-year-old man who served our country in Vietnam, and due to certain circumstances never had any kids and doesn't have any family left. 
We hit it off pretty well due to his knowledge of archaeology and some fringe topics I find interesting. He would get his meals on wheels delivery every day and would have spiritual counselors visit him as well as social workers, specifically the social worker involved with his housing and managing his doctor's appointments. Jay never asked me to go to the store for him or to do anything out of the ordinary. He would call down to the desk and ask me how I was doing and if we had any Starbucks or Jimmy Deans in our sweet shop. Then Meals on Wheels stopped coming. I noticed that his delivery stopped and I called up to him to see what was up. He said they couldn't find anyone to do deliveries anymore and that he ran out of food two days ago. I was mortified. After my shift was over, I went to his room and asked him for a grocery list and said that I would go shopping for him. He was elated and gave me his EBT card. He made a small list and told me to get whatever else I wanted. I never did. This went on for about a month. Once a week, I would get a list from him and go get some soups, milk, and pasta bowls for him, just so he wouldn't starve to death. He had a decent amount of money, which he always tried to give me, but I never would take any, so I knew I would always be able to get him some stuff. Thankfully, right before Christmas of 2021, I was already promoted to operations at the hotel next door at this time. Meals on Wheels started operating again. I knew well enough that Jay had a bad heart and was a cancer survivor. He had a litany of other issues as well as well that he generally didn't talk about with me, which was fine. About three to four days before Christmas, Jay had a setback. Something happened to him and he was just not responsive. The ambulance came and took him to the hospital. Once he was there, he was brought back on Christmas Eve basically to die in his hotel room. According to a social worker and case manager, his heart had gone from 18% capacity to just 14%. There was nothing the hospital could do but make him comfortable. He was able to communicate enough to them to say that he wanted to die in his own bed, so that's why they brought him back, I guess. I found out he was back and sat by his bed on Christmas Eve for three hours. I read him verses out of his Bible. I am not spiritual or religious at all, but who am I? Around two days after Christmas, he was starting to be able to talk more. At this point, I was getting regular visits and calls from hospice about his condition. I suddenly was faced with a real dilemma. This man that I didn't know a year ago has now firmly cemented himself into my life. Which wasn't a bad thing, as I had recently, four years ago, lost my mother and still have a lot of love to offer, and this man was special. That's when the question was asked. His social worker, case manager, and hospice people all sat me down and asked me to be his power of attorney. He had no one. I was his only friend, and it was the obvious right thing for me to do. But how could I be responsible for someone I barely knew? I spoke to my new GM and my previous GM, and they knew what kind of person I was and could see what I was getting myself into from the start. I agreed to be Jay's power of attorney, and that came with big responsibilities. Now, more than ever, was Jay going to call upon me. He had his daily schedule of a morning nurse and an evening nurse. The evening nurse was paid out of pocket by Jay because he was only getting hospice once a day. He was not expected to make it to 2022. Boy, did he. He got better and better and started to slowly get his strength back. My weekly trips to get him food turned into every day. He would ask me several times a day when I was going to the store and he would call me constantly. That is when I started to realize his dementia was starting. He wouldn't remember calling me and he would sometimes call up to 20 times in an hour. Around February of 2022, I was at my wit's end with phone calls and the running to the store for a few things every day. He had also fallen a few more times due to him forgetting that all his leg muscles were in atrophy so it became obvious that Jay needed to be in a nursing home. I was able to work with his social worker and case manager and get him into a nursing home. This place was a dump. He would call me every day to complain about everything. 
food, cleanliness, the staff, cell service, you name it. Well, here we are, Halloween of 2022. Old Jay is still kicking at his nursing home, to which I have to go there tomorrow and cut a check of his own money for $9,280 so he can qualify for Medicare and be able to stay there. Do I regret my choice to become his power of attorney? No. If I didn't do what I did, I think he would have passed away from a broken heart, thinking that no one cared about him or loved him. I gave a dying man hope that someone cared, and I believe that kept him alive for those tough two months. The moral of this story is to find the line of hospitality. Never do what I did. Always tell the guests that, no, I cannot go to the store for you. It is against company policy. You do not want to be in the position that I am in with this much control over someone's life who isn't even family. This has put a lot of stress on me, and I was looking for a place to share this story. So, mods, if this isn't a good place, I am sorry. I just wanted to show people the reality of the job and what can happen if you get too involved. Yeah, this is a heavy one. I mean, OP definitely did a great thing for this guy, but it's definitely not what he thought he was getting into when he took the job. I think I'd have to, even knowing how it turned out, I'd probably try to do almost the same or something for that guy. I just can't really leave someone in need. Yeah, that was kind of a heavy one to start Maggie off with, but uh, yeah... I kind of like the fact that my kids are starting to join in with me reading a little bit. Even if it is just to keep the drunk guy from screwing up. Was I wrong or being difficult? So I work at a hotel and sometimes filling at the bar. A lady came in and sat at the bar. I went over and asked what I could help with. She asked for a diet soda. I told her I don't have the diet brand on the gun. She says, so I can't get the diet? I once again inform her that I only have the regular version, but we do have the diet version in the cooler, and I pointed about 15 feet away. She says she just wants a pop. I say, okay, I can give you the regular version. So I put ice in a cup and tell her, by the way, if you get the drink from the cooler, it'll be about a dollar cheaper and three times more volume. She gets super upset, so I can't even get a pop? I tell her, yes, I can walk to the cooler and get the diet that you originally wanted. And you can pay at the front desk, or I can give you the regular version from the gun. She's still upset and asks why she can't just get the pop. I tell her she can and told her I can give her the one out of the gun. And told her I only mentioned the cooler because she originally wanted the diet and it's more value for your money. She looks at me in disgust and said, this hotel is something else. All I want is a pop for caffeine and I can't get it. Then she moves away and goes sits away from the bar and was later joined by some friends. This happened a few days ago and I'm still confused. <sighs> Listen, Uncle Reddit's messed up right now. And even I understand that, yes, you can get diet. It's not coming out of the gun. It's coming out of a cooler in a bottle or a can. And you get three times more for less dollar per ounce or whatever. You're saving money, getting the drink you want, but... Honestly, I'm going to put this on OP. Sometimes you just don't need to explain things. Sometimes you just need to listen to what your customer's saying. Do what you know is the right thing. They ask for a diet. You know it's cheaper. Just shut up and give them the diet. Like, don't over-explain it. <laughs> because what you're doing then is you're explaining to somebody who is just asking for one thing. And you're giving so much detail that they get confused and angry. 
We've got a circus going on here. It's like Wrangling Brothers in this place. We've got dogs and cats jumping all over the place. Maggie reading stories. It's pure pandemonium. Anyway, don't overthink it. Just give people what they want. That's it. A tale of Cheapy the Cheapskate. Or, how dare you ask me to pay for stuff? Hello, fellow front deskers and lovely lurkers from Reddit. <laughs> Only one day since my last tale and I'm already back with another. Guess spooky season has the most, let's say, interesting people crawling out of their holes. Obligatory English isn't my first language. Still is obligatory. Not much more context is needed for this one, so let's jump in by introducing our monster of the week, antagonist. Enter one of our regulars, whom I will dub Cheapy the Cheapskate, for reasons that I hope will be obvious soon. Older guy, apparently made a small fortune on the housing market and is now retired. He visits every Sunday. Some Saturdays too, but every Sunday. He's a member at the gym next door and therefore gets to use our sauna for free. So not even a real customer of my hotel. So far, so boring. Over the last couple weeks, Cheapy has made it a habit to not have money on him. Still, he needs something to borrow from us every time. It's always something small. He forgot his towel at home. Didn't bring his water bottle. Really needs a beer after sitting in the heat for so long. I can feel that pain. And coincidentally, whenever we ask him to pay for the things he so desperately needs, he also left his money at home. But no worries, he will pay us back next time, Cheapy says. It took us a while to catch on to what was happening. Sure, we always wrote down, Cheapy owes us X euros for the next shift. But it was usually at least two weeks between each individual FDA seeing him, and it never was much money. Usually between two and four euros. But as it kept happening, I started asking around, and literally none of my colleagues could recall him paying. He would always claim he had already done so. Cheapy also made sure to always take whatever magazines or newspapers were on display in our lobby. He apparently has an agreement with the owners that he could take them on Sunday because the new issues would arrive on Monday morning. Again, not quite blowing a hole into our finances, just another freebie he gets. Now, this Sunday was the first time I saw Cheapy after my little investigation. And of course, he again forgot something at home. This time, it's his slippers. So he yells at me from the entrance of the sauna, and then huffs and puffs as I simply hold them up to indicate that he can come and get them right here at the front desk instead of immediately rushing towards him and serving them on a silver platter. I tell him the price. He says he forgot his money. I'm sorry to hear that, I simply state. Then, 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 demonstrous, then, dis, then, dis, oh my god. Then demonstratively put the slippers back under my counter and Cheapy freaks out. How dare you do this to me? I've been a paying customer for over 20 years. He hasn't. How dare you embarrass me like that over a measly two euros? It was more than triple that. I'm disgusted by how cheap this hotel has become. As a regular, I should be worth much more than that. You better think about this until next week. And he storms off. Well, I really have been thinking about this, and the result is that there won't be any more freebies for our friend Cheapy. His magazines? Well, someone else must have already taken them before you got here. Towels? Drinks? Slippers? 
Well, of course he can have those. Don't worry about the money. You'll get your invoice in the mail at the end of the month. Enjoy the sauna. I know people like Cheapy. It's sad, but it's true. Everybody always thinking that somebody owes them something. I don't understand that whole mindset. I'm not sure where it comes from. Look at that. We got cats and Megan. Anyway, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of people who expect to be treated a certain way, even though they're not putting anything extra into the deal. They're not paying extra. They're not, they don't pay for the extra service. They don't, they don't even tip half the time. Um, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. Cat getting in a box. But anyway, so yeah, cheapy. There's a lot of cheapies out there. Um, they think that because they're simply renting there, that they're owed all kinds of amenities and extra stuff for nothing. And that's just not the way the world works. So, yeah. Anyway, hopefully I didn't slur too bad for you tonight. Uh, I know Maggie read pretty well for her first time. Not too bad. She writes well. Um, but she's not used to reading it out after she writes it. And she's not used to reading stories that she didn't write. So, hopefully we can get her to join us again. And uh, we'll see what happens. Megan and Bubba. <laughs> You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.